Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Kicks and Dribbles. I'm Dan McClay. Uh, we were off last week, a little trip to the Rocky Mountains. Great stuff, great environment, great scenery. So we're back now into world soccer, and boy, there's been a lot going on, uh, even though I took a, work, a week off. So we're going to get right into it. MLS action uh, from the past couple of days. Uh, Columbus over New York City FC 3-1. to New York Red Bulls tying Orlando City 1-1. That was in the 95th minute at NYRB. Got that tying goal. Cincinnati at home to D.C. United, and D.C. United got out of town with a 2-1 to win. Toronto hosting Atlanta United. Good game here. Went 0-0 to the 89th minute. Toronto got a winner, uh, so they come away 1-0 there. Minnesota United at home to Houston Dynamo. That was a 2-2 draw. Portland Timbers and the LAFC had a great game going. Portland Timbers was winning 1-0 at home until the 93rd minute when LAFC pulled out a tie on the road. L.A. Galaxy and home to Vancouver Whitecaps. And in the 90th minute, L.A. Galaxy gets home a winner, winning one nothing there. San Jose Earthquakes hosting Seattle Sounders. That game ended in a 0-0 draw. So let's look now at those MLS standings. Um, boy, I tell you, there's some great races going on here. In the east, you've got Toronto FC up top at 41 points, followed by the Philadelphia Union at 35, Columbus Crew at 34, Orlando City at 32 points, then the New England Revolution at 28, NYCFC at 27, Red Bulls right behind them at 25, Montreal right behind them at 23, then Nashville at 21, and the Chicago Fire at 20. Now, why is Toronto FC having such a great year, and why are they constantly up top? Well, uh, part of the reason is their coach, Greg Varney. Greg Varney is a great guy, a uh, really smart soccer player when he played. Uh, he's got this team playing in some smart, intelligent football, but the big thing also is the people he's got on the field. He's got Josie Altador. He's got Michael Bradley. He's got Jonathan Osorio, and he's got Liam Frazier. If those names uh, kind of are ringing a bell in your head, well, they should because they're all national team members from the United States. These are guys are good, okay? Altador can put the ball in the net anytime. Michael Bradley runs that midfield like a general. Uh, these guys really know how to move, move the ball around, and they can get the job done. This is why Toronto FC is such a great team. But right behind them, six points back, Philadelphia Union. Do not count them out. Why? Philadelphia coach Jim Curtin. Jim Curtin, a great guy. Remember when he played, he is a big, tall guy, and he was a force to reckon with. He was a standout at Villanova University during their college days. Uh, he played most of his career with Chicago Fire and then spent two years, his last two years of uh, playing with Chivas USA. Jim Curtin's also a smart guy, too. So I see FC and Philadelphia Union uh, having a good battle there to the end. Columbus Crew, of course, right behind those two at 34 points. So look for a good battle in the East shaping up as the MLS season progresses. Now, over in the West, you've got Seattle and Portland deadlocked at 31 points. Now, these are two teams with great fan bases. These fans come out and support these teams night after night at their home games. Um, I know there's been a thing about fans in the stadium and all this bit, but I think Seattle and Portland have been making some um, adjustments. Uh, this is a These are two teams that are really, really supported, and it shows because they're always constantly at the top of the standings. Now, in Seattle, you've got Brian Schmetzer, who's the coach, and he's a Seattle native, uh, smart guy, knows how to uh, be a tactician. He's got Jordan Morris and Willie Bruin on the team from the, ML, uh, from the U.S. Uh, men's national team. He's also got the Roald Dan brothers, Christian and Alex, and they're both very good soccer players as well. Now, Portland's got Giovanni Severesi, who's from uh, Venezuela. Guy is really good. Played in Venezuela. 
played a little bit in Europe. Uh, he's smart. He knows how to uh, motivate the team and get them going. Um, he was a uh, great player at Long Island University. Uh, that's where he really honed his craft as far as a professional football player. Uh, so uh, you got two teams there. That's going to be a great battle down to the end. And of course, Sporting KC is right behind them at 30 points with LAFC at 25. You see there's a gap there, five points after the third place team. So you've got Seattle, Portland, and Sporting KC in really a three-team battle at this point. But LAFC, Minnesota United, and FC Dallas are right behind. Then the San Jose Earthquakes are at 24 points, Vancouver at 21, Real Salt Lake at 21, and the Houston Dynamo at 20. Dynamo 11 points out of first place. So they're going to really start to get on, need to get on a winning streak if they're going to make noise there in the Western Division of the MLS. Okay, very good. While we're uh, talking about soccer in this hemisphere, let's stay with the Mexican uh, Soccer League and take a look there. We had a couple of games on Sunday. Uh, Pumas was at home in the Olympic Stadium down there in Mexico City to Toluca, and Pumas came away with a 1-0 shutout there. Uh, Santos, uh, up there in Torreon, Mexico, up there in the state of Coahuila, was home to uh, Pachuca there at the uh, Corona Stadium in Torreon, and that was a 1-1 tie. Uh, both those teams are right neck and neck in the uh, standings. So in Mexico right now, we've got kind of a uh, surprise going on with the leadership. Leon is in first place. Yeah, the team down in central Mexico in Guanajuato. Uh, now they're coached by Nacho Ambriz. Anybody who follow or has followed Mexican soccer knows the name Nacho Ambriz. This guy was a great player, good midfielder, smart, had all the moves, could put the ball in the net. He really was something else, and he was a le- somewhat of a legend. Not as much as uh, Chicharito Hernandez or Chicho, uh, Chicharron Hernandez, but Nacho Ambriz was a great player. And uh, he's now uh, showing uh, how smart he was in the coaching end of it. And uh, he's got this Leon team playing really good football. Mauro Baselli, uh, currently at six goals, leads the team with Luis Montes at five goals and Walter Gonzalez at three goals. So um, that's uh, 14 goals right there in, uh, in the young season for Leon. Again, Nacho Ambriz leading Leon at top of the Mexican division. Uh, second place, Pumas at 27. Of course, they play down there in Mexico City. Tigres from Monterrey is in third place at 26 points. And then Cruz Azul is in fourth place at 26 points as well. Cruz Azul, of course, down in Mexico City as well. America is fifth place, 25 points. America, of course, plays in the Estadio Azteca. And Monterrey is in sixth place at 23 points. Uh, of course, that they're in the second largest city, Monterrey. Chivas from Guadalajara is in seventh place at 22 points. Pachuca, 21. Then Santos from Torreon up there in Coahuila, Mexico at 19 points. And then Toluca, which is down there just outside of Mexico City, there at 17 points in 10th place. So a good race uh, developing there in the Mexican League. Should be interesting to watch. Those are the top 10 teams. Um, I don't see any other teams really uh, from the uh, 10th place on down that may make a run to kind of get up into the top five. Uh, this is the, basically the way I think it's going to be for the rest of the season. But uh, keep an eye on Leon. Uh, Nacho and Brees has got them playing good football, and they're exciting to watch as well. All right, very good. That does it with the North American and Mexican soccer leagues. Let's move on now to what's been going on over in Europe. And uh, we've got these teams uh, from France. Uh, let's check out the uh, French League first. Uh, we're going to look at uh, the table from uh, Ligue 1, and uh, a surprising leader here, and that is Lille. Uh, Lille is coached by Christophe Gautier. 
uh, a really smart guy, a great uh, player from his right. Uh, he's got this team, Leo, playing some good football, some smart football. Uh, they're currently at 17 points in League O. Um, he came on to Lille at 20 in the year 2017, has been with them since. He was a, a defender back when he played. And so he's got defense more of, more on the mind than, say, offense. And I think that's why Lille is doing so well. PSG is in second place at 15 points. Then Rennes, Nice, Lens, Marseille, Montpellier. Monaco is in eighth place at 11. Then Lyon and Saint-Étienne round out the top 10. Saint-Étienne, kind of a surprise being in that 10th position. Um, they're uh, a team that uh, usually stays down a little more uh, toward the middle of the table, but having them there right now, I know it's early in the season, but having them there right now is quite something to see. Uh, Dijon and Rennes went 1-1 on Friday in the French League, and then Nimes uh, was shut out at home by PSG, 4-0, uh, and guess who got two goals in that game? Mm-hmm. Mbappe, that's right. Uh, now, Nimes... <laughs> Nimes didn't do themselves any favor in this game. Uh, after the 12th minute, they uh, had a red card, and so they were at 10 men the rest of the game. So that's why PSG pretty much had the run of the field during the rest of the game. Uh, looking at uh, more uh, action from Europe, uh, let's look at the EPL table. You've got uh, Everton uh, currently leading the EPL. Now, folks, I told you when Carlo Ancelotti got hired as coach there, that Everton was going to make things serious in the EPL and probably be up at the top. Guess where they are right now? I know the season's early. I know the season is early. But let me tell you something. Everton is not going to relinquish that spot too easily. Carlo Ancelotti has got this team playing smart football. Now, you know, you can say, oh, well, they're good and they're talented, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they got some great talent. They do. But let me tell you what. When you got a guy like Carlo Ancelotti driving the car, uh, it's going to go down the highway straight, Okay. So uh, 13 points for uh, Everton right now on top of the EPL. Aston Villa, yeah, you heard me right. Aston Villa is in second place at 12 points. Then Liverpool with 10. Liverpool is right behind. And let me tell you what, Jurgen Klopp is taking notice of the fact that Ancelotti has got his crosstown rivals right up at the top of the table. Okay? They had a, uh, they had a game the other day uh, that was called the Manchester, or the, uh, the Meyerside Derby uh, that was played, and it ended in a tie. Uh, three three. It was quite. It was quite a game to watch. So um, Liverpool at ten points, and Leicester City at nine, Arsenal at nine, and Wolves, who won on uh, on Monday. Wolves at nine points. Okay, Wolves was at home. Uh, then Tottenham. Boy, you talk about a game. Tottenham and Man and uh, West Ham United. I got together for a London get together on Sunday. After the first half, it was three to nothing. And uh, Tottenham had scored in the first minute of that game. Uh, Son, Son Min, you know, the guy from South Korea, yeah, he was the one who got the goal first. And uh, then it just went downhill from there during that first half. Harry Kane, of course, chipping in a couple of goals. And we got a 3 nothing uh, lead for Tottenham going into the dressing room at halftime. And David Moyes with West Ham is kind of like scratching his head going, what happened? Okay, well, but you know what? Never count out a David Moyes team. David is smart, and of course, you know, he's, he's been with, uh, he was with Man United, and before that, he coached Everton and did a very good job there. So he brings uh, his West Ham team out in the second half, and boy, look what happened. Uh, you know, they went 0-0 for a while, and then in the 82nd minute, West Ham gets a goal. Three minutes later, a little more pressure, West Ham makes uh, Tottenham get an own goal. Now we're at 3-2, and we still got time on the clock, right? Minute 94. 
Two minutes before the whistle blows. Minute 94, Lanzini slots in a uh, shot, goes in, 3-3 tie, Tottenham and West Ham. Now, what I like is the fact that Josie Mourinho and David uh, Moyes have a great relationship. They're both very good friends. So uh, it, was, it, was a, it was an amicable uh, tie, you might say, among these two giants. But Tottenham-West Ham, 3-3 game, great game to watch. It was amazing, okay? So you've got Tottenham currently sitting there in seventh. Chelsea is in eighth place uh, with eight points. And I know Lampard's going to be you know, tinkering with the lineup. He's got uh, Timo Werner, and he's got uh, Christian Pulisic for the United States on that team. Uh, he's going to get some results out of them for sure. Uh, as I said, West Ham is in ninth place right now with seven points. Then Leeds United, who has just come up from uh, the, the uh, championship league, is now in 10th place, uh, seven points, respectable showing so far. Again, the season is young, but let's see what happens, okay? Um, so, again, 2-2 um, was the Everton-Liverpool score, not 3-3. Three, three. Um, also, Chelsea and Southampton went 3-3 three, three on uh, Saturday. Uh, Newcastle Newcastle was at home. The Magpies didn't have a great game at home. Man United came in there and decided to uh, put the rumors to rest about what was going on with their club. Man United 4, Newcastle 1. This was on Saturday. And Man City shut out Arsenal 1-0 at Man City. So that uh, you notice that Man City was not mentioned in the top 10, and neither was Man United. Okay? So keep an eye on that. We'll see where that goes. We will, again, you know, look at the uh, standings in a couple of weeks and tell you what's going on. Now, with Everton, uh, as I said, Ancelotti's there as a coach. You've got this guy named Dominic Calvert-Lewin, who is having a spectacular season so far. And again, the season's early, but this guy is off to a fabulous start. He's already got 10 goals and a 64% shot accuracy. This is, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. And so he has got the Everton fans just on edge and just electrified with his performances. Uh, Richard Lisson has got four goals, good accuracy. And uh, James, who, of course, uh, Ancelotti, you know, did literally handstands to get. Uh, Ancelotti, or James Rodriguez, James Rodriguez has got three goals and four assists so far. He's off to a great start. But the thing about James is he's the kind of player that can have an impact without the ball. He can get things moving. He can get things started. He gets things generated. He knows where to put the ball to get it, the, 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 the counterattack going. And this is what I like about James. He's so smart. So uh, this guy, you know, even though he's only got you know, maybe three goals, four assists for seven points, that's a good start. But there's so much more value to him than just the goals and assists on paper. Okay, So Everton has got it going on right now with Ancelotti and James Rodriguez and Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Just kind of keep that name in the back of your mind because uh, you'll be hearing about him a lot more. In the, Celt in the uh, Scottish League, uh, Celtic and Ranger continue to have their uh, usual battle up top in those standings, and they played on Saturday. Uh, apparently, it was uh, a rather uh, uneventful game because sometimes these Celtic Ranger games in Glasgow get really nasty. But Rangers um, prevailed. They played at Celtic Stadium. 2-0 uh, was the final score, Rangers winning. Uh, Aberdeen and Dundee United went zero in a draw. St. Johnstone and Hamilton had a goal fest at Hamilton with St. Johnstone prevailing 5-3 on the road. Uh, Kilmarnock defeating Livingston 3-1. to Hibernian and Ross City went 0-0 at Ross County, that is, not in City, Ross County. And uh, 79th minute, Ross County did get a red card and had to finish up the game with 10 men. So that's the Scottish League. All right, let's move on to Serie A. AC Milan on top, 12 points. Well, of course, we know why 
mainly because of Ibrahimovic uh, there at uh, AC Milan. He's just having a great start. Uh, he's doing some good things there. Uh, Serie A action uh, on Saturday saw Napoli defeating Atalanta at home 4-1. to one. Now, you know, Atalanta's been racking up a lot of goals, but the Napoli defense apparently had an answer for them, and the Napoli offense got in gear. Uh, Napoli 4, Atalanta 1 at Napoli. Inter hosting AC Milan in the Milan Derby, and guess what? AC Milan 2, Inter 1. Wow. And guess who got both goals for AC Milan? Mm-hmm. You're right, Ibrahimovic. Okay, Sampdoria at home to Lazio. Lazio forgot to bring the offense with him on this road trip. 3-0, Sampdoria wins. And then Crotone at home to Juventus. Wow, what a game this was. Okay, Crotone. Okay, this team has just come up to the uh, league, and they're playing already Juventus, and it's like, uh uh-oh, look out. We could have a nasty game here. We could have something of an embarrassment. Oh, no, 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 no. Juventus, 60th minute, red card. Crotone all of a sudden's on an even playing field. Crotone escapes with a home tie, one-to-one, Good point there. Juventus escapes with a tie one point on the road. Okay, so Serie A's got AC Milan up top with 12 points. Then you've got this team, Sassuolo, who is usually like down toward the end of the table. Sassuolo's in second place, coached by Roberto De Zabi. I mean, this guy has really got, got it going on. He's smart. He came to Sassuolo in 2018. He was with Napoli before that from 20, 2006 to 2010. That's where he played. Uh, he's currently got this team playing 3-0-1. They're 10 points in second place in the uh, Serie A. We'll see how long that lasts. Atalanta's right on their heels at nine points. Then Napoli at eight. Juventus at eight. Then in sixth place, Inter Milan at seven, followed by Verona at seven. Roma at seven. Roma had a good win on uh, Sunday, 5-2 over uh, Benevento at uh, the Olympic Stadium in Rome. Sampdoria at six points, and then Benevento is in 10th place at six points. But Sassuolo... The surprise here in Serie A so far in the young season. Keep an eye on them. Okay, very good. Moving on to the Bundesliga. Uh, RB Leipzig at top there. Wow, but Bayern Munich's right on their heels at nine points, which you would expect. Julian Nagelsmann, of course, the coach at RB Leipzig. Smart guy, knows how to move people around. Good tactician. Lewandowski beating Bayern Munich with uh, 10 points. Uh, Eric Holland, the uh, big Norwegian with Dortmund. Uh, he's got six points. And uh, Mueller with Bayern Munich with seven points so far in the young season. Dortmund, by the way, in third place in the Bundesliga at nine points. Uh, in La Liga down here in Spain, Real Sociedad up there in the Basque country. They're currently leading the uh, La Liga, although they're sharing it with Villarreal, which is kind of a surprise here. You've got Imanol Alguacil, who's uh, coaching there at the Real Sociedad. Guy is a real good tactician. He's a Basque country native, so he knows how to make this team work. Uh, from 1994 to 1997, he played on the Basque Country national team. Now, remember back then, uh, the Basque Country in Spain declared its independence for a while, and they had their own national team. He played on it. So uh, this guy's smart. So he's got Real Sociedad along with Villarreal uh, at 11 points, Real Madrid right behind at 10, then Hatafi at 10, along with newcomer Cadiz right there at number five in 10 points as well. Okay, Nations League action has been going on. A couple of games I want to highlight. Uh, on Sunday, the 11th, England beat Belgium 2-1. Denmark beat Iceland 3-0. Portugal and France tied at 0. Uh, Italy and Poland tied at 0. And it was uh, Scotland uh, beating Slovakia in Scotland 1-0. And then in other Nations League action, um, we had England, and this was on the 14th. England lost to Denmark 1-0 at England, but 
England got two red cards. Oh, that's not going to help anything, is it? So uh, when you get two red cards, that's not that's not a good thing, especially against a team like Denmark. Uh, Belgium beat Iceland two to one. France over Croatia two to one, and Portugal shut out Sweden. 3-0. Italy and the Netherlands tied 1-1 in a very good game. And Scotland, still on the uh, run, defeated the Czech Republic in Scotland 1-0. Now, Steve Clark is currently the coach of the Scottish national team. He's got this team at 3-0-2 so far in the last five games. Uh, keep an eye on Scotland. They may be finding their uh, their uh, offensive rhythm at this point because they've got a great coach. And, uh, and Steve Clark, and he uh, he's got this team playing really, really well. All right, so let's look at what's coming up here during the week, uh, the week uh, ahead of us. And some of you I know are still working at home, so you know, make sure you make note of some of these games because these are some good matchups coming up. In um, we got Champions League, which of course is club soccer. Uh, we got Dynamo Kiev and Juventus coming up on Tuesday. Chelsea hosting Sevilla. You got Fenerbahce from uh, Turkey going to Barcelona, and you've got Man U. <laughs> traveling to PSG down there at Parc de Prince in Paris. So that's going to be a good matchup there. Six Copa Libertadores games uh, coming up in South America. Santos of Brazil will be hosting Defensa y Justicia from Argentina. And you've got River Plate there in Buenos Aires hosting LDU Quito. Now on Wednesday, check this out. Real Madrid is going to be hosting Shotgar Donetsk from the Ukraine. Atletico Madrid will be traveling to Bayern Munich. That will be a great game. Borussia Mönchengladbach from the uh, Bundesliga traveling to Inter Milan, and Man City will be hosting Porto from Brazil, uh, from Portugal. That is, Ajax of uh, the Netherlands hosting Liverpool. That will be a good matchup as well. Ajax, a very good team, good payroll. Six Copa Libertadores games on Wednesday in South America, including Flamengo in Brazil hosting Junior from Barranquilla, Colombia. Uh, Liga Mexicana on Wednesday night, big game, Tijuana hosting Rayados in Tijuana. Okay, on Thursday, the 22nd, you've got Rapid Wien there in Vienna, Austria, hosting Arsenal. And then, uh, or uh, rather, AC Milan's going to go to Scotland to play Celtic in Glasgow. And Linz from Austria is going to travel to Tottenham there in London to play Hotspur. That's on Thursday. 24 Europa League games and all on Thursday. Uh, those games, Europa League will be on CBS All Access, also TUDN, Unimas, and Galavision. As well as the uh, Champions League games, uh, check your CBS uh, Sports Network uh, listings on Tuesday and Wednesday for those games. I know they'll pick a game and uh, give you a good coverage on that one. So that's what's coming up this week, some great soccer action. There's a lot going on. We will try to keep it all for you here on Kicks and Dribbles. Lauren McClay produces the show, and John Dang handles the sound. D.C. McClay is in our ideas department. I'm Dan McClay. Thanks so much for tuning in. Great soccer going on. Remember, please keep washing your hands and that social distancing of six feet. I see that uh, a lot of stadiums are letting fans back in now. This is very encouraging. Let's keep it going. We've got this uh, thing uh, somewhat under control at this point, although winter is not helping any. But let's uh, just work extra hard to keep those hands clean and that social distancing going. And whatever you do, please don't let your life have too many yellow cards.